Hi, welcome back to Unsolved Self. I'm your host, Michelle. And I'm Maddie. Hope everybody had an amazing week. Um, Maddie, you don't know how your week was yet because we're trying to get ahead because of the Christmas season. Very true. I'm going to go out on a limb and say my week was busy. Same. And I was decorating and shopping. Yep. And I'm just going to go out on that limb and say that's what happened. Yes. And this is right before Christmas. So Merry Christmas to all of our lovely Merry viewers. Christmas, everybody. We're very thankful for you all and love yes. you all dearly. And so thankful that you didn't go missing or murdered this year. Right. And we didn't. <laughs> and we didn't, yes. Well, so far, because this is in the future, so we might have. Oh, dang. Um, I'm <laughs> also going to go out on a limb and say that my family is doing much better with the dish situation. Yeah, right. I'm just going to um, good think it that that's what's going to happen. I'm going to put that out into the universe and think that they're doing much better with it. Yeah, I I don't know if that's the thing that's happening, but you you go you 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 just think the best thoughts you can. I, I am, I am. Okay, so the case we're gonna talk about this week mm -hmm. it takes place on Christmas Eve, Ooh. so that's why I chose to do this one. Ooh. Um, are you ready to get started? I'm so ready. Let's do this thing. Okay, so Christmas Eve of 2003, and this story is about 21-year-old Travis Lamont Lynch. He was last seen in Middlesex, North Carolina, and Travis is a black male with black hair, brown eyes. He is 5'4 and 120, 180 pounds. My bad. <laughs> He had a birthmark on the left side of his face near his mouth, and he also has a tattoo of the letter T on his right forearm. Okay. Um, <laughs> remind me to tell you an inappropriate story about uh, my grandfather uh, at the end. <laughs> oh, I want to know it now, now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but remind me at the end. Okay. That uh, tattoo of the letter T reminded me of something that happened with him one time, and it had uh, all of a sudden popped into my mind and made me chuckle. So, <laughs> okay, okay. So Travis was last seen wearing a light brown T-shirt and jeans. Okay. Mm -hmm. Travis was living with his mom Jackie Lynch at the time, and he was living in Wilson, North Carolina. He had been involved in a car accident a couple months or so back, and he was in need of a new car, and his mom had helped him get that, a white 1992 Pontiac Grand Am. Okay. And they had gotten that car two days before Christmas, so it's kind of like a Christmas present. He absolutely loved the car. He was so proud of it. He was super happy with it. He, It was just like... Super, super happy with it, right? Right. Um, if you're not familiar with the Grand Am, it is, looks a little like an old body Camaro, mm -hmm. kind of rounded. 
and um, a lot of people are really into them. So it's, you know, how if people are like Camaro people or Challenger people or whatever, yeah, they're granddam people. Got it. So um, he's super happy with it, right? Yes. Okay, so on Christmas Eve, Jackie tells Travis that she needs him to go in his new car and take and pick up some last minute gifts that she needs to get. And so he's like, cool, I'm going to do that. But when I get done, I'm going to stop and visit with my girlfriend. His girlfriend was Carlisha Whitley. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I got dry like a mermaid again. <laughs> I had to take a sip. I thought I'd be done, but I couldn't stop. Okay. He and Carlisha then go to a friend's house where Travis apparently got super intoxicated. So they decide to go back to Carlisha's house and let Travis sober up before he has to head home. Okay. Now, according to Car Carlisha, Travis left her house about 1 a.m. He had told her he would call her when he got home and after a couple hours had passed and she had not heard from him, she called Jackie to ask if he had made it home, and he had not. Travis, nor his car, was ever seen again. Oh, man. Okay, so that was a pretty short story, pretty cut and dried, yeah. right? He was drunk, he ran off the road, he's in a pond somewhere blah 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 right okay okay so that was the original story from 20 years ago but since then some facts some speculation and some suspects have come out mm. and so uh let's get to the what had really happened was oh yes Travis's family waited on him to show up for Christmas morning, and when he did not show up, they contacted the police. Now, of course, they got the usual where he's grown, he probably went off on his own, he's probably sleeping off a hangover somewhere, he's gonna come back sooner or later. Well, Travis's aunt, Aveline Lynch, was not happy with the police's response and who can blame her it was not like Travis to not let somebody know where he was it was not like him at all to just be off somewhere and nobody have any clue of where so immediately they're like no something is wrong something is wrong he's not the kind of kid to just go off on his own plus it's Christmas who is missing Christmas with their family nobody well okay so this some. makes no sense well some people yeah. but you know it makes no sense right plus he's got these gifts he was supposed to pick up right mm -hmm. so um aunt aveline gets uh some of her people together her her close family and they go over to carlisha's house and they're like you know hey what's up what happened where's he at and, uh, you know, she's like, oh, I don't know. Well, they want to have a little poke around and see if they see anything. And uh, Carlisha and her family are like, oh, no, uh-uh. You got to go. Mm -hmm. 
So, they're not letting his family come look around and see if they can find any any clue to what happened to him. Okay, so that seems a little suspicious, maybe. And they were suspicious of Carlicia's story. And they say that call that she made to Jackie to ask if he had made it home on that uh, yeah. on that night. That was the first time she had ever called like that. Hmm. And so it made him a little suspicious. Yeah. Now, devil's advocate. Let's say that they had this routine where he would always call her when he got where he was going and say, I made it safe. Because me and Billy have that same routine. He has to call me when he gets to work or text me when he gets to work. If he doesn't, I get so anxious. I'm 100% he is in a ditch somewhere mm -hmm. so he has got to let me know when he gets to work if not I will worry about it so let's just say they had that same deal and he had always let her know he was safe and this was the first time that he had not let her know right and so yeah it was the first time she had called his mom because it was the first time he had not called when he said he would right so I mean, just looking at it that way, it is possible that it's not that suspicious, right? Correct. Plus, he did leave at 1 o'clock in the morning. So, he left in the middle of the night. Um, and he was She maybe drunk. wasn't positive that he had sobered up that much. So, you know, maybe she was concerned about if he was in a state to drive. It was one o'clock in the morning. Should he have been out driving? It was dark. It was cold, probably. You know, it was Christmas. There's drunks everywhere. He might have been drunk. You know, so there was reason to be concerned, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and that could be true. But... Uh, that call was actually the only time she had initiated contact with anyone in his family at all hmm. after he went missing, too. So, she never called for an update. She never really? called to be like, do y'all need anything? You know, do you know anything? Oh, no. uh, Dim Bob told me this. She didn't call to discuss what happened. Nothing. Mm-mm. Never once made any initiative to contact the family at all after that first call to see if he was okay. So, I'm not saying that is suspicious, but... I'm saying it's suspicious. Yeah, you're thinking it's suspicious. So, because you, you were so concerned about him making it home that night, but you don't call and say, hey, y'all heard from him? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not going to say it's suspicious, but I'll let y'all think it. Okay. She also has only given one interview to the press in 20 years. One interview to the press. And the press has asked her more than once on every anniversary. His family has done a good job of keeping this in the news. Yeah. They have um, very much, they've held vigils, they've held, um, they've, held all kinds of things um church things they've held get-togethers at his uncle's house they've done all sorts of things and they are constantly having it in the news and so reporters go to um 
Perlisha and say, you know, hey, can we interview you? She will not return their messages. So, I'm just saying that most of the time kids in that age range in their 20-ish, you know, they like to be on the news. They like to be involved. Yeah. So, yeah. again, not saying it's suspicious, but, you know, if you think it, you think it. Now, as people began to talk, it came out that Travis had some issues, possibly with drugs, but in all honesty, I did not see any actual evidence, anybody that said they saw him do drugs, they knew him to do drugs, any of that. Yeah. I saw it mentioned in a couple of sources that he may have been involved in drugs at the time. Okay. <clears throat> it's a passing sentence that's thrown out there at the end. It's I have not seen anything anywhere that you know would point to drugs. I don't know where that came from. I don't know if that came from his family, her family, you know, if the police knew something that they didn't tell. I don't know where that came from. So may or may not have had an issue with drugs. But he definitely did have a hot temper. Okay. And that led police to suspect that he had maybe gotten in an altercation with someone. And that may have been what led to his disappearance. Hmm. It also came out that Travis and Carlicia had a very rocky relationship. And her family did not like him at all. Oh. And they had threatened him before. Really? Yes. So, um, let me just say here, <clears throat> it was not specifically stated anywhere, but I felt like it was very much hinted at that he was laying hands on this girl. Hmm. And, um, listen, this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but I'm going to say it anyhow because that's who I am. If he was beating on this girl and her family removed him from the situation, I don't know how mad I am about that. Yeah, same. Was, I'm going to be 100%. If it was one of my kids, boyfriends, girlfriends, spouses, and they laid their hands on my child, I will go to jail. Yeah. I will go to jail. That's all I can take. And that being said, if one of y'all have a significant other come tell me that y'all put hands on them, I'm probably still going to go to jail. Yeah. Especially if it's one of my sons. Mm -hmm. I will go kill them where they stand. If I find out they have laid their hands on their girlfriends. So, I don't know. I, I don't know that I would be that mad if I found out that's what happened. However, we don't know for sure that that is what happened. And I'm not saying that you should kill somebody over something like that. But, I mean, you know... If you remove them from, from your loved one's life, you know, are you doing the wrong thing? I don't know. 
But we don't know that that's what happened in this case. It's just a feeling I got from what was not being said. I just felt like it was super hinted around to. Yeah. Anyway, so the police start to think that, you know, looking back on it, there is no real evidence that Travis left his girlfriend's house that night driving. Mm. Other than that's what she says happened. Yeah. And there is no real evidence that Travis was even at her house that night. Nobody saw him there. Nobody outside of her family saw anything. So, are they positive that any of that even happened? No. So, the police start asking around, who else saw Travis alive that night that wasn't a member of her family? And the last place that he was seen by anybody outside of her family was at a local bar. Now, this bar has been closed since 2015. And it was called, over its time, it was called the Twilight Zone, it was called Club Twilight, and it was called Bananas Sports Bar. Okay. <clears throat> um, little side note, because I, I, I wrote this out, and I'm wondering if I am the only person in the world that cannot spell bananas without Gwen Stefani singing it in my head. No, I, I think that everybody does that. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going multiple N's in the same row. I want to, too. But Gwen Stefani taught me how. Yeah, she did. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. <laughs> she did. Anyway. And then it has to continue for, like, a bunch of that song, because then I'm stuck. Yeah. I legitly cannot spell it without her singing it in my head, though. <laughs> anyway, this club has a super long history of incidents and these include but are not limited to shootings stabbings fights drug sales prostitution and human trafficking nice nice list. so yeah this is a nice family friendly place oh yeah where you should all be hanging out so sad yes. it closed now, guess who lived right beside this club and frequented it so often? Hmm. I wonder who. Carlisha's Uncle Sean. Ooh. Live right next door in a little trailer. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's different, right? Mm -hmm. And that is the last place that Travis has seen. Now, police have their eyes on Uncle Sean already because they believe Uncle Sean is the leader of a crack-selling ring. Oh. And I feel like there's a better way to say a crack-selling ring. Yeah. That doesn't flow. A cocaine club. Yeah, but it's not regular cocaine. It's oh, I thought that it's was different. the same thing. <laughs> didn't know that was different 
I thought crack oh, was a type. No, I thought crack was a um a like slang word for cocaine. No, it's a type of co cocaine. Oh. Well, see, you learn something regular new cocaine. every day. There's regular cocaine, and then there's crack cocaine. Oh, okay. There you go. See, now you know. Anyway, I just feel like there should be a better... Somebody should come up with a better slogan for that. Anyway, so Uncle Sean, they think, is involved in this crack ring. And they have been watching. You know, just kind of keeping tabs on him a little bit. They, you know, talking to people, got a little investigation going. Yeah. And they decide, though, that Travis being missing prompts this drug investigation. And so they're going to go ahead and approach him and question him about Travis. And they do that. And, of course, he doesn't know anything about Travis or what happened. And, you know, he barely remembered him, I'm sure. So... Right after the police start questioning Uncle Sean about Travis, Uncle Sean has this, like, really wild run of bad luck. Like, you're not even going to believe what happened to poor Uncle Sean. Let's hear it. Okay. So, four months almost to the day that Travis was last seen at that bar right next door, Uncle Sean's trailer burnt down. Hmm. Oh, wait a minute. I overstated that. So, to be specific, it caught fire okay. on April 23rd, 2004. But it didn't burn down. It was just heavily damaged. It didn't burn down. And um, so then a few days later, it caught fire again. <gasps> and this time it did burn down. Huh. Yeah. And just FYI, there was no electricity run to this trailer, so um, it caught fire on its own somehow with no electricity twice. Wow. And burn now. Man, that guy had yeah. some bad luck. You ain't joking, right? And days later, just what are the chances that your house would burn partially down and then a few days later it's like let me try this again. right i mean that's that's wild uncle sean anyway i'm sure this is going to be a shock to you but the police thought those fires were pretty suspicious hmm. really you don't say yes they're pretty suspicious there are those fires in the trailer with no electricity and so they thought probably due to the timing of them questioning him and um and then his house burns down twice immediately after they think it probably has something to do with travis's disappearance hmm. so this is top-notch investigations right here oh yeah they're like mm, we're pretty sure Uncle Sean could be the one. Uh, Uncle Sean is then labeled as a person of interest in Travis's disappearance. Now, Uncle Sean was arrested and convicted of those drug charges, so they didn't blow their drug case by talk talking to him. Mm -hmm. He was jailed 
in um, federal prison in 2005 for those crimes. And I don't know when he got out. I'm sure he's long out by now. But um, in 2005, he was in federal prison for that. Now, the reward that the family has gathered, it started off fairly small, a couple thousand, and then they've added to it and added to it. And it has grown to $20,000. Gotcha. Uh, so, you know, that, that's a hefty chunk of money. If you live in that area and you know what happened and you got some kind of proof, I mean, 20000 buy a lot of Christmas presents, yeah. pay a lot of them bills yeah. off, make those repairs you've been trying to make. Mm hmm, you don't say. Just saying. 20000 is is a chunk of change. You could do a lot with that. If you knew anything. Now, police and the family both believe that Travis is dead due to foul play. Mm -hmm. uh, they have no illusions that there's going to be this, you know, wonderful reunion where he pops up one day and comes home and, oh, I'm back. Um, they don't have this illusion. They know that something bad happened to him. In 2020, Police said that people in the area were beginning to talk. And so now the police know that there was a small circle of people that were involved in Travis's death. And they intended to lean on these people until one of them cracks and talks. And that's all it's going to take. My thing is that I feel like it's pretty i don't i don't want to say it this way but i don't know what other word to use but it's pretty incredible that more than one person has known about this mm -hmm. and kept it quiet for this long it, that's that's with like every case like how does somebody's got to know something on all these cases somebody has to know something it's yeah, but this is more than one person actually involved. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like... I don't know. I guess I could point out a couple people that I felt like I could probably get away with something if they knew, mm -hmm. if they were involved. But, you know, everybody's got their friends that's like, oh, I'm ride or die. But you're like, mm, you're going to be the first to talk. Yeah. Yeah. Then people are going to hit the blue lights and you're going to be like, she did it. <laughs> So, I, I don't know. I mean, I got a couple that I'm like, yeah, they'll they'll take me to the end. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just think that's kind of... It makes, it makes me believe that they were protecting somebody. Yeah. It wasn't just like a beef over drugs or something. It was personal. That's just what it makes me believe. In any case, investigators have run a bunch of searches and they have drug bodies of water. They have, you know, searched woods, everything. But they feel very strongly that they have reason to believe that Carlicia and her family murdered Travis and then he was placed in his car and driven to a junkyard that was owned by a family friend. Mm -hmm. The car with Travis in it was then cubed and 
buried. The police have dug up this junkyard. They have gone over it with ground penetrating radar. And so far they have not had any positive results. Now the guy that run this junkyard has since died, but he was not talking. Um, so what do you think? I mean, that's very plausible. I don't... A junkyard? How big is the junkyard? It just... I don't know. I don't know but like what difference they possibly... Most junkyards are pretty big. Yeah, but... If they know it's there, I don't know. I don't know. That's... It's like right there well, you know, in when they, face. They cube those cars, though. They're not big. They're... I think they're like three foot square. Yeah. But there's no like... Or less. I don't know. I feel like you could swab the whole thing. There's got to be some sort of blood or something. If he's in it. You're saying he's in the cube? Yeah. They put him in the car and crushed it. So... There's got to be some sort of blood or something in there. So swab the whole cube. Every cube. Well, I doubt that... Well, they're saying that they probably... Um, buried the cube. Um, Personally, I would have taken the cube and dumped it in the water. Yeah. Because I think it would sink and I don't think they would be able to find it. Yeah. But... Um, I could be wrong. In any case, so they cube it up. Yeah, there's probably was some blood at the time. Um, you know, it's outdoor. There are other fluids and everything. I don't know for sure, but it feels to me like if you could cover the blood with oil or transmission fluid or wiper fluid or whatever, yeah. that it's very possible it would be degraded right. enough that you would not be able to identify it. Um, <clears throat> this equipment has car fluids on it all the time. This is what it's for. So, you know, I don't know. And I'm sure they did because they feel very strongly that this is what happened. Yeah. And, um... And the one investigator says they dug up the entire junkyard. Yeah. My thing is that, you know, I wouldn't have buried him at that junkyard if it was me. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I, I, to me, for you to have this, you know, where you're like, okay, so this is what we're going to do. You know, we killed him. Now we're going to take him over to Jamie Lee's. And Jamie Lee's going to crush him up in the car. Yeah. And then we'll just bury him. You know? No. Because then your plan fell apart. And then we're going to take the cube. And what are we going to do with it? Yeah. So. I mean. I don't know. I don't believe he had an accident on the way home. I think he would have been found by now. Had that been the case, I don't believe he skipped town. Um, it just doesn't really make sense. He had good things going for him, you know. He, it seems like maybe he was hanging out with a sketchy crowd, but 
You know, that bar doesn't exactly seem like the place you would want your kid to be hanging out. Yeah. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean he was into something. Yeah. I mean, people go into bars all the time and, you know, you don't really know what the regular clientele is the first time you go into a bar. Very true. Very true. So, I, I do think foul play happened. Um, I do think it probably was her family. And I think that's why they're sticking together is because A, their family, and B, they were protecting her. And I, I think it's very possible he was laying hands on her. Mm -hmm. and, and they had had enough. Now, the drug thing is plausible also if the uncle uncle sean was into selling crack cocaine or whatever you know maybe this boy was like i got a car to pay off you know i need to make some money maybe he screwed him over in a drug deal or something yeah you know we don't honestly know what it was because they're still family, so they're still probably we're going to protect each other. Yeah. So, um, the show notes will have the the phone number for the agency handling the case, but also the plate number of the car in case you've seen it, and um, then you know all the resources for everything that we've done so far. So yeah, that will all be in the show notes. You got uh, questions, comments, anything you need to say about this? No. I do. Okay, well, let me tell you something that happened the other week. It was weird. Yes. And you said something about reminding you of something, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, let me tell you this. <laughs> let me tell you this real quick. Okay. This is not appropriate. This is not appropriate for uh, probably anybody to hear. Uh, my grandfather, when he was... Uh, Mm, going through like a long life crisis. It wasn't midlife because he was old. <laughs> but uh, he had gone through this phase where he was dating a bunch of way too young women. Yeah. And um, basically his whole life after my grandma, he was dating women that were way too young for him. And <clears throat> he had money. And so it wasn't hard for him to get these women to date him. And... um. Anyway, so one time he had brought this girl to meet me at my work and um, to introduce me, which I guess like at the time he was going to be serious or something. I don't know because he didn't always introduce them to us. Yeah. But this particular one he did. And maybe he was just there for something else and she happened to be with him. I don't know why he chose to come bring her to introduce her. But anyway, he introduces her and she is wearing like these low rise jeans and this like half shirt with her belly and back hanging out. Okay. Okay. Listen, if if you can wear it, wear it, girl. I am not judging that. Anyhow, um, he says her name and um I do not know what her name is. Let me just make up a name. Esmeralda. I know that's not her name. Yeah. Okay. So he's like, this is Esmeralda. And uh, she's like, oh, nice to meet you. And I'm like, oh, nice to meet you. Listen, they ain't last. I ain't learned their names. But I have a, 
a theory on what I think this girl's name was, and I don't want to say it. So, <laughs> anyway, um, when she's like, I'm going to go look at this, and because uh, I worked at a furniture store. And so she was going to go look at a piece of furniture, and um, she turned around to walk off, and she's wearing these low jeans and high shirt. And she has, as a tramp stamp, her own name tattooed. So they can remember what her name is? That was, okay, so you're my daughter, because this is what I immediately turned around and said, do you know how many dudes, how many strange dudes she's got to be sleeping with that she needed to remind them of her name (laughs) on her ass? And and he just looked at me, and I'm like, I'm just saying. I mean, why? I mean, what other reason? Yeah. What other reason And he just looked at me like I was crazy and uh, everybody around laughed because i'm witty and uh and and then he and then we never saw her again well yeah but i'm like for what reason (laughs) you have got to be reminding somebody of your name yeah like if you got somebody else's name tattooed or something you know that's whatever but your own name mm mm-mm Anyway, so that's what that, uh, the T on his arm, I assume a T for Travis, and that kind of reminded me of that, not obviously not, and that bad. (laughs) That's hilarious. There also was this dude, um, that went, like, we used to hang out at this, um, dance club bar thing, and I I can't dance because, like, I'm spastic and uh like i'll slow dance but i can't like dance dance i'm super spastic and so but i would love to go watch people dance i think it's like i love when people dance yeah but i just cannot do it and um and then i get frustrated and then i get mad it's like a whole thing anyway um so there used to be this guy and he would go out there and dance and um and in his dancing, he would skip. Uh huh. And he's like a. I'm gonna guess he's in his late forties, early fifties, maybe. <laughs> Bless you. He was not old, mm-hmm. but he wasn't like young either. And but he would skip, and you know, like he would be dancing, and then he would like skip up to a. Okay, because this bar had like the dance floor had like a a fence around it like a wood cattle fence Mm -hmm. around it and then on every side it had an opening but it made squares in the corners like there were corners and then there were tables outside of it so you could sit at a table and watch the dance floor and so he would skip up to the corners and he would skip up and he'd point like double point at whoever was at the corner <laughs> at the table and then he would skip back to the middle and then he'd skip up to another corner <laughs> and um and he did this repeatedly the whole night right and so um like if he skipped up to us we like both double point and be like yeah so um we always call him skippy that's and we didn't know him yeah 
he was just there all the time and he'd skip up and double point and and he'd skip backwards like now thinking about it that shit was pretty impressive i don't know if you've tried to skip recently no but i haven't you should try you remember first uh, off people on tiktok are acting like they forgot how to skip have you tried it no Maybe okay, you should try it, and then let us know how it goes. Okay. I'm just saying, skipping is a workout. Yeah. But he would skip forwards, and then he would skip backwards. Skip In a crowd of people, backwards. and he didn't run into nobody. Backwards. He skipped. A w like, he would keep eye contact. He would skip up to you in the corner, double point at you, get eye contact, and he would skip backwards to the center of the dance floor. Jeez. Then break eye contact and go to another corner. That's impressive. It was very impressive looking back. Back then, it kind of chuckled us. It still does. Cause, but it was super impressive now that we're looking. Anyway, one day, he, uh, he skips up. And when he goes, he skips back. And he turned around and skipped to the corner opposite of us instead of on the side of us mm -hmm. and so his back was to us and when it was he had a tramp stamp of a butterfly <gasps> what and i was like that was unexpected that was unexpected unexpected that was so unexpected so, it was it was super unexpected and this dude was not like um i don't i don't I'm sure I've talked about, you know, that I've got friends that are gay and everything. I'm yeah. not against gay people or anything. But I honestly do not believe this guy was gay. He did not, um, did not dress or act like somebody that would have, have a butterfly tattoo. I would have guessed that he was super straight, um, probably a farmer or a construction worker or something and you, not an skipping? office job some manual labor job but he liked to skip. i would have i don't know i don't know okay but i don't believe he was gay and it made me wonder like what is the story there there has to be one and it has to be amazing you should have asked him Honestly, even if he was gay, there has to be a story there, and it has to be amazing. Because I know a ton of gay guys, and none of them would have a butterfly tattoo. Yeah. None of them. They could have some other tattoos that <laughs> would also be amazing stories, <laughs> but not a butterfly. No. So that, to me, in itself, was just, I don't know, it was super unexpected. Anyway, I'm a Skippy. They shut down that bar and then they reopened it under another name and then it wasn't as good. Aww. So somewhere he's skipping around at some other bar. You think he's still skipping? I sure hope so. <laughs> I do. I like to think of Skippy being, I don't know, Skippy being in his 60s, late 60s now. Yeah. Early 70s maybe. I like to think of Skippy just skipping about pointing at people, making weird eye contact, skipping backwards. I like to think he's added to his tramp stamp. 
Maybe some flowers. Yeah, that'd be nice. Maybe his own name. That's what I like to believe. Maybe he named himself Skippy. I don't know. I don't know. It's just super unexpected. It was not what I expected to see at all. At all. Alright, what was your other story? Okay. So in my kitchen and in my bathroom, although my bathroom ones have burned out, um, I have these emergency light bulbs and they are where they charge up when you have them on and then they will stay on for like 90 minutes after the light turns off. Yes. So if your power goes out, you still have lights in those rooms. And so I have a, a couple of them in the kitchen and a couple of them in the bathroom. Um, one of them in the bathroom may work occasionally. I don't know. In any case, so they're handy dandy. If you have seen, they're at Walmart. That's where I got mine, but I'm sure you can get them anywhere. Mm -hmm. Handy dandy. Just throwing it out there. Okay. For your storm kit or whatever, because you can unscrew them and use them like a flashlight too. If you needed to. Okay. Anyway, so um, the ones in the kitchen had, I had cut off the light and they didn't come on. And I was like, oh, the ones in here burn out too. And I'm like, I thought they were supposed to last for a lot longer. And because um, I thought they were like 10 year bulbs or something. And, uh, and they just didn't come on. And so I'm like, and you ain't going to do nothing special. You flip off your light switch. It waits like a second and then they come on. Yeah. And so um, <laughs> I'm like, they didn't come on. Well, your kids were at the house. This has been a few uh, weeks back. Your kids were at the house. Mm -hmm. And uh, and we were, I slept in the living room with them. Yeah. And uh, so I had a mattress on the floor and, um, you know, it was, it was rough sleeping. But I finally fell asleep after they did. And all of a sudden, it's like a spotlight came on in my eye. And I'm like... Listen, Billy has this habit of when he comes in, he tries to be super quiet. Yep. Um, because, so he don't wake me up, but he spotlights me in the eyeballs with his phone. Mm -hmm. And and it wakes me up. And so anyway, I automatically think it's him spotlighting me in my eyeballs with the phone. And so I open my eyes and I like blink around because you know you don't know where you are at first. Yeah. And so I'm looking around and I'm like, where am I? And then I realized, and I look, and the light is on in the kitchen, the emergency lights. Mm -hmm. They're on. Hmm. Why? I don't know. Because the switch has been off for, at this point, hours. This is like three in the morning. Yeah, that's weird. And they're on. And I just sat there and I was like, well, I don't know what to do about that. Because they're bright as hell. They're like the normal light. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't know exactly what to do about that. Also, it's, you know, creepy. And uh, so eventually they go back off. 
Yeah. Because they only stay on for like 90 minutes. But they charge up. Here's the thing. Here's what I'm not getting. I don't get how it's possible for them not to come on immediately. Because they're not using the power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like they're charging up from being on and then you can unscrew them from the light fixture and carry them around while they're lit. Right. So it's like a solar type thing for lack of a better explanation, right? Mm -hmm. So how <laughs> was it off for so long and then it came back on Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Just randomly. Yeah, just randomly. Because it you don't do anything to them. You cut off the switch. As soon as there's no power, they automatically come on. Yeah. If there's power, they're on. And if there's no power, the, the emergency part is on. So how are they ever off is my question. So anyway, I tell Billy about it. And he's like, oh, you probably uh, just forgot. And I'm like, forgot what? They don't stay on but 90 minutes. Yeah. He's like, maybe somebody got up and put on the light. Okay, so, you know, I've got that door in the hallway. I've talked about this before. It's got like a barn latch on it. And it's a split door. So each side has a latch. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And so to unlatch it, it's like a big metal latch, sliding latch. It is not quiet. You've heard it. Yes. It, you, it's impossible it to be quiet. It is not quiet. So, and you can try to be quiet with it, but it's not that easy. And I'm not really a heavy sleeper. If I'm sleeping heavy, it's because I'm dead tired. I'm really a pretty light sleeper. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if somebody had unlatched that, I would have woken up. Yeah. It definitely wasn't. So, anyway, the next night, um, Billy says he'll stay in the living room with him because he's off and he likes to snuggle them. And, you know, he's not like, like, I'm like, this isn't that much fun. And he's like, oh, this is the best fun ever. Yeah. Plus, he likes to sleep in his recliner and I do not. Yeah. I need to be in my bed all propped up correctly with the correct pillows and all of that mess. So, anyway, he's like, I'll sleep in there with the kids. So, um, I go in, you know, everybody gets situated and everything. Cut off the kitchen light. It shuts off. The emergency light comes back on. No big deal because they're going to watch some TV before bed. And, um... And that's that. And so the next day, I go to the bedroom. And so the next day, he's like, hey, that light came on in the middle of the night. It went off 90 minutes after I shut off the light. Mm -hmm. And then in the middle of the night, it randomly cut itself back on. How strange. And so, and I don't... I don't know if it's still doing it. Yeah. Or. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Because I don't understand how it's possible that it's doing it. Yeah. Like it's. So. Powering somehow. With being off. I don't know. So weird. But how could it power without turning itself on? 
I have no idea. I don't know, so I was stomped, and then I was like, I don't know, that ain't none of my business. That's between you and the ghost. <laughs> that, sh that shit ain't near none of my business. Okay, well, um, Maddie's gone, but she'll probably add herself back in. Anyway, so I hope everybody has a great week and uh, Merry Christmas again. And we're going to share with somebody who loves their car. So y'all have a good week. Bye.